So we, we remember the scriptural song. Now, how many were singing it uh, after so the next day or um, anybody? Oh, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. All right. How many remember the verse without thinking about it? He that walketh. No. All right, ready? He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Got it? Let's sing it again. Ready? He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. All right, that'll teach us all to not hang around fools. If you hang around a fool, you're not going to change them. They will change you. Always. Okay? Hang around wise men. The Bible is true. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But a companion of fools, that means a friend of fools, shall be destroyed. All right? It means if you're a friend or a companion to a fool, you will be destroyed. So uh, let's learn a new song. Proverbs 16.3. That was Proverbs 13.20. Proverbs 16.3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. So make a commitment to the Lord from, from your works perspective, your life, and what you're going to do for him, and thy thoughts shall be established. Meaning make a commitment first. People don't commit because it's not in their thoughts. It doesn't make sense. I can't give. I can't go. I can't do. I can't be for the Lord. No, you make the commitment to do those things first. And God will give you the wisdom and thoughts on how to work it out. All right? But it's not going to be established until you make commitment first. Amen. It's a step of faith. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and then thy thoughts shall be established. Now, when God establishes your thoughts, it, your, your mind's going to be at rest. It's going to be peaceful. It's going to make sense. It's going to be uh, strong. It's going to be... Um, Still, right? If your mind's ever spinning and things are not making sense, maybe because it's not the Lord's will. So, um, or maybe because you're full of fear. It's, it's a two part. There's times where I found it was the Lord's will, but I was filled with fear uh, and I didn't want to take the step because I didn't, have, I didn't have the faith. I didn't have enough trust in the Lord. All right. So you can't use that for everything. All ready? Proverbs 16.3 goes like this. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. 
Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Ready, sing with me. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. That putting the music to the scriptures will help you memorize. Music is very powerful, very important. Be careful what music you listen to. Uh, you know, music is designed to captivate the listener. Um, I was listening to a composer, his testimony, uh, a Korean composer, um, and he said when he writes his music, it's uh, he wrote a music for something with uh, space, and he designed the chords in a broad range, the music itself on the piano, in a broad range from the lowest note to the highest note, and he, he uh, the skill was to combine the lowest and high, highest and leave the most space between the keys as possible because subconsciously it'll allow the listener to fill in whatever's in their heart. That's what he said. This composer, not a Christian guy, just uh, one who writes uh, symphonic uh, com compositions, and uh, he's and it, it had the idea of of space, outer space, uh, knowing that the listener will fill in within their uh, fantasy world or their mind the feeling of what is in their heart and enjoy outer space by just listening to a classical piece about space. Everything is directed either for or against you or to help or, or to captivate your attention or to, to uh, uh, control you. And music does that. You play sad music, you're going to be sad. You play happy music, you're going to be happy. You play uh, like Mission Impossible music, you're going to want to uh, fight someone, you know. You feel powerful, right? Um, and so forth. There's music that makes you move. There's uh, so, so forth. But there's also music that makes you think of the Lord. And the Bible says for us as Christians to focus on that music. Um, speaking, and uh, the Bible says uh, in psalms and hymns and, and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. It's important, uh, be careful what music you get into. Um, I'd recommend you uh, specifically listen to good godly music that is of the Lord. And that'll help your mind and heart stay focused on Christ. We're going to be going out about that today, not music, but uh, staying in uh, the Lord's work and will to be wise, Proverbs 7. Uh, I just picked out a key word in each passage, but Proverbs 7, the key word I picked out is to keep. My son, keep my words. Brother Rob, do you think you can get that um, up there, that Proverbs screen real quick? Okay, this adds some effect. Service here, guys. Give you something tonight. All right, my son. Keep my words. Keep. 
and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments, Proverbs 7, keep my commandments, and what's that say? And live. Not just live like, okay, I'm breathing. Live meaning live. You might be alive today, but you're not living. You know, you know what I mean? Live. Keep my commandments and live. The Bible also says do right and live. Not, it's not about life and death. It's about living. I try to help people uh, frequently just about enjoying life. We're, we're not here to be in bondage. We're not here to be miserable. We're not here to, um, you know, we're here, we're, God's given us blessings to enjoy, to have joy. We're the ones who mess things up. Keep. Uh, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Help us tonight as we look into Proverbs 7 and 8. And may you open our eyes to the scriptures and all the precious promises of it. I pray, Lord, you'll be with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Keep. Keep means to what? Restrain from leaving. You're keeping it. Almost guarding it. Uh, protecting it from leaving. But it has the idea that it can leave. Uh, it can go away, and you have to keep it or refrain it from leaving, uh, standing against the door. You're going to keep it. You're not going to let it go. Uh, verse 3 says, bind. What does bind mean? It means to tie it. So you're going to keep it, refrain it, restrain it from leaving, but also or refrain it from leaving, restrain it from leaving. Tie it down. Meaning, do what you do. What's necessary. Do what you have to do, uh, so it doesn't leave. Keep my commandments and the law as the apple of my eye. Bind them upon my fingers. Talking about the word of God. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Uh, verse four. Say unto wisdom. Say means communicate. There's a communication. Uh, with communication, you're not going to grow apart. Uh, one, one of the uh, temptation or struggles we have is God starts working in our life, things start moving forward, and we allow it to just leave. All right, that's why we got to keep it from leaving. We got to bind it from leaving, tie it down. The Word of God in our hearts and our life, and all that God's trying to do and build up, and also to say communicate, meaning you you are close enough. To talk, uh, you're not going to grow apart from it. Being a pastor, I find myself more vulnerable to grow apart from the Word of God. The more you minister, the more you are surrounded by it, the easier it becomes uh, to say, "Wait, did I read my Bible today? Or was that yesterday? Or was that tomorrow?" Uh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm going to pray for you. Wait, did I pray for them? Because, it, it, you know, you talk to so many people um, and oh, I think I did or did I? Or, you know, you start getting lost yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Why? Because it, it, you're, you're inundated with it and uh, you start becoming so busy. Uh, it's like uh, new parents that, you know, they have, they, that got triplets. 
You don't know which baby you changed or uh, who's crying or, you know, what's going on. Um, why? Because it's just, boom, it bombards you. Uh, you cannot lose communication, though. You cannot lose communication with the Word of God, with the Spirit of God, and all that God's doing in your life and His commandments that He's given you, uh, the Word of God that is being instilled in your heart, the communication, don't allow it to leave, don't, don't, let, don't grow apart from it, don't let, let life grow you apart, don't let uh, the blessings of God that He's going to give you take you from the Lord. Be, we already seen that, that God says you want wisdom, okay, you, you're going to have to give. Why? Because God's going to bless you. Uh, he wants to bless you, and wisdom is not about giving, but he's got, wisdom, with wisdom comes riches, and if you can't handle money, uh, then eventually the riches are going to destroy you. So yeah, you got wisdom. Uh, God allowed you to have, uh, or uh, God blessed you financially, and that destroyed you. All right, Solomon was destroyed, right? So there's, there's things in our lives that God puts out as warnings because with, with wisdom comes all the blessings of God. But with the blessings of God, it could be a curse to us if, we're not, um, if we don't prepare ourselves for it. All right, you, you heard it said before, you give me a million dollars, I'm destroyed. Uh, to someone, it's a blessing. To someone else, it's a curse. Uh, it depends on who is prepared to receive it, all right? You put, a, you put a gun in someone's hand, they feel powerful, and to someone else, they feel responsible. Two different people, right? Uh, to a soldier, he's like, I'm a, okay, I'm, a, I'm responsible for these people. Because to uh, one who has, to a criminal mind, they're like, okay, what am I gonna do with this, you know? I'm, I'm ready to uh, rob someone or, or hurt someone and so forth. Uh, two different mindsets here. Same thing, but two different mindsets, okay? Um, verse 5, the purpose is that they may keep thee. Okay, you're going to keep the commandments. You're going to keep the word of God. You're going to keep what God is doing in your life, that it may keep you. You're keeping it. No, it's keeping you. Okay? All this, oh, I got to go to church. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I, get, I get to call the shots and... Um, God's really using me. Well, God's protecting you as well, all right? Uh, it, there comes a time where we think we, we're all of that. No, God is, is, has his hand on us, and God is protecting us, and God is blessing us, okay? And you need to have this mindset that God is the one who keeps us. God is the one who is blessing us. God is the one, because after a while, uh, you think you got these uh, riches. You think you um, are it, but no, God is the one that has got us to this point. He, God reminded David, David, I've taken you from the sheepfold. Okay, God used the sheep to teach David uh, to shepherd his people. And God took him from the sheepfold and made him king. And David was lifted up. I'm king. You know, I don't have to go to battle. And what happened? David fell and God rebuked him. God said, listen, I took you from the sheepfold and you did this to me. So we got to remind ourselves that it's God that keeps us, all right, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. Then verse 6, it gives an example. Now I want to I focus on um, here in verse, in verse 6, it gives an example 
where you look out the window, look in the world. Look at the world. Look at all the people that are destroyed for no reason. All the men, strong men. You go down K&A and you see all these strong, able-bodied men doped over. Wasted lives. Where are all the good, where are all the men? Where are all the strong men? They're in the bars. They're on the couch. Um, doing nothing. We got hurting families, hurting kids. Uh, uh, where, are, where is everybody? Look out there. You don't believe me. You don't believe the word of God. This is what the word of God's saying. Look out your window and see the destruction that doesn't have to be if they would just get some wisdom. That's why we need good parents to train their children in the ways of God. Fools creating fools today. Fools having fools. You don't um, instill wisdom and instruction in your children. It's just going to be repeat, but it's not just going to repeat. It's going to get worse and worse. We degradate. We don't, man doesn't get better. We get worse. It's God who preserves us. It's God who keeps us. Look out the window. He says, and behold, among simple ones, I discerned among the youths. And this, a, a youth is supposed to be strong. Someone with zeal and strength. Young man. Passing to, uh, through the street near her corner, and he went the way. I underlined that in my Bible. He went the way. I, line, I underlined that. He went the way. Whatever sin that gets you, and you go that way. You go through that way. And that's what the young man did. He went that way, knowing that's where she was. And he went that way. And, of course, it's not his fault. He didn't mean to fall. He didn't know he was going to fall. But that's how we all are. You set yourself up. I set myself up to fall because I went that way. I go that way. I do um, the trail that leads. I go the, to the trail that leads to my fall. Try to hug as close as near, hoping I don't, but wishing I do. Type heart, right? And that's what he did. He says, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, maybe, maybe she won't be outside. Maybe she's, uh, maybe she's sleeping. I'm just going to go this way because it's a shortcut. There's nothing wrong with that. That's called the deception of our flesh. Where our flesh starts deceiving our heart and getting us to, almost like alluring us in. And this simple man, this young man, uh, simple means void. It's, I gave the illustration. It's like a blank piece of paper. Okay where no one took the time to instill in this young man the word of God. All right? And look, out, look outside. No matter what age, the people do not have the word of God. We're surrounded by the word of God, but it is not in their hearts. They've never been taught it, whether they went to public school, Catholic school. They've never been taught the word of God. It never entered into their heart. And that's why he's simple. He's simple of the commandments of God. And he never will be able to live. 
The Bible says he's like an ox that goes to the slaughter. And that's how we are sometimes, walking through life to our own destruction, as if we're not children of God, walking about, just like the lion, the devil, walking about to our own destruction. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. But this man, he went the way to her house. That was a first uh, that was his fall right there. When you flirt with sin, you will be destroyed. Uh, when you flirt with sin, that's not the sin. That is your destruction. The sin comes later. But you're already destroyed because you know you cannot handle it. You know it got you before. But somehow, somewhere, you convinced yourself that you're going to be all right this time. And the consequences are not as bad. And you're, you listen to that, and you go that way, and you end up in a deeper pit than ever you have been in your life. So verse 8, he goes that way. And whatever the way is to her house. Um, her can be defined. Here it is an adulterous woman, a woman that has a spirit of adultery. Uh, her husband leaves and, and she's out and about, the Bible says, dressed with the attire of a harlot and uh, out to get this young man. Look in verse 26. This whole chapter focuses on, on her and the downfall of this young man. The Bible says in verse um, 26, For she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Now you can take the definition of her here, of course, in the scriptures. It's this woman. But whatever the her is in your life, whatever way you, whatever road you go down, her house, uh, you can define that or, or, or fill that in there uh, for your own self. You know your sin. Our sin is common amongst each other. Uh, we're quiet about frequently our own sins and, you know, but Ultimately, if we were to talk to all each other just openly, we're all, it's all common. The Bible says, but such is as common to man. But God is faithful, will not suffer us to be tempted above that we are able. Amen? Uh, any temptation that comes your way, you're able to handle it because God promised that. But will with the temptation also makes a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Problem is we don't want to bear it. We want to be as closest to the sin as possible hoping we don't fall, but wishing we do. And when you go that way to her house, you have already set yourself up. And uh, probably the way of escape was before that, because going the way ultimately will be your destruction. Got to get out before that. Do not flirt with sin. You take fire in your bosom. The Bible says you will be burned. She hath cast down many wounded. What's that mean? You know what? Sin is often a fallback for our wounds when we're hurting. Why do men turn to drugs and alcohol? They're hurting. They're hurting. But people turn to sin because they want to escape reality, escape life. They're depressed. And sin often looks, look, sin, sin will turn down no man. Turns down any, nobody. 
We'll receive anybody. It's very receiving. You feel loved. You feel accepted. You feel that way. And that's why we sin. We, and, it, and it's also pleasurable. The Bible says it's pleasurable for a season, right? Uh, and it, it'll never turn you away. But when sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death, the Bible says. And that is the downfall right there. Uh, why we turn to God? Because if, if sin didn't bring forth death, we would never turn to God. We turn to God because we know the effects of sin. We see the destruction. Look out the window. That's what the Bible is saying. Look out the window and see how many are destroyed today. She hath cast down many wounded. These men were already wounded. Uh, I don't know what happened in their lives, but they were wounded. They were maybe wounded in church. They got hurt in church, maybe. They got hurt by their family. They got hurt by their wife. They got hurt by uh, their um, uh at work, they got hurt emotionally. They got hurt um, just at, in their manhood, thinking that I'm no good. I failed. Uh, I, I can never measure up to, to my dad. My, or w- whatever the case may be, they're wounded. Whatever wounds you. But this one, Hirsch, finished them off. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. And the Bible emphasizes that strong men here. Because no one is exempt. No one is exempt. Uh, we, we look at somebody strong who, ha- who looks good on the outside. Remember, we, we are people who look on the outside. Man looks on the outside, but God looks on the heart. And when we look on the outside, we see as though it appears that we are good. But sin is of our heart. You don't know who you're looking at. You don't know just because somebody looks good, clean cut, everything's in order. The home looks good on the outside. You go in and uh, like a pack of wolves, you know. Uh, we, We don't know what goes on on the inside. You got the wounded and you got the strong men. No one is exempt uh, from her. No one is exempt. Strong men even have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. And I, I like to say, I know in context here that it's, it's this woman here, the adulterous woman, but I like to say that, hey, it is the her of your life. She goes, or he goes to the way of her house. And where is her house? The Bible say lead to going to her house, verse 27. It begins with this young man going uh, verse in verse eight, he went the way to her house. And verse twenty-seven, it ends with her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Ultimately, it'll finish you off. Ultimately, it will be your demise, your destruction. All right, and we need to learn that. Uh, if you don't believe me, if you don't believe the scriptures, the Bible says. Verse 6, look out your window. Just look outside and see. And never think that it can't be you, that it can't be me. Because even the strongest of the strong have been slain by whatever will take you to. All right, that's chapter 7. 
Let's go to chapter 8. So what do we do? We need to keep the commandments and we live. If you're wounded tonight, don't take that way out. It is not a way out. It'll add sorrow on sorrow. At first, listen, uh, at first it's, wow, a relief. Your sin is a fr- uh, instant relief? Yeah. No, afterwards, though, you will reap. You sow to the wind, you reap a whirlwind. All right? Unless you're going to kill yourself off, okay? Uh, suicide is a relief. Uh, yeah, and you don't have to worry about anything after that. You've got to deal with God after that. Uh, but physically, but after your sin, you still got to live. You still got to pick up the pieces, you still got to wake up the next day. And then what? All right, so count the cost of what your actions are. And don't ever think that it cannot be you. Verse 8, I want to, I want to show you something here too. Ten, chapter 10, we're building up to wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom are, is the, the, uh, the dark... We, we have that? Oh. The exercise of sound judgment in making one live right, prosper, happy, and avoiding all evil. And what are Proverbs? Proverbs are the dark sayings. Do we have that one up there too? A proverb is a dark saying that requires an interpretation. So you cannot understand a proverb until you have wisdom. Chapter 10 is when the proverbs start. Go to chapter 10. We've not even hit proverbs yet. The first nine chapters is a challenge to all of us and a call to get wisdom. Chapter 10 is what, when, when the Proverbs start. Chapter 10, verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon. Verse 1, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness to his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous. It's, here are the Proverbs. The first nine chapters is us, or is, is God trying to prep us to understand chapter and receive chapter 10 and on. Do you see that? You can't just read Proverbs and say, oh, okay, I got wisdom. It's all about the heart. It's all about your life. It's all about your desire. Whether you want to serve God, live for God, please God, and, and see God um, grant you wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God, give me wisdom. Amen. Boom, you got wisdom. No. You want wisdom? Chapters 1 through 9. And it's a journey. But God will give it to you. You better rest sure of that. If you want it, you'll get it. Don't give up. Don't let it go. Don't let it leave. 
Grab onto it with all you got. Many things will get in the way. Work will get in the way. The world will get in the way. Your flesh will get in the way. But when you got wisdom, you'll get it all. You'll get, the Bible says, you'll get the wealth, you'll get the health, the wealthy, 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 healthy, and wise. Amen. And most of all, and important of all, you get God. Because wisdom leads in righteousness, and we're going to read that. Wisdom lies with God. So when you got wisdom, you're close to God as well. Because they, they work hand in hand. Doth not wisdom cry, chapter 8, and understanding put forth her voice? It does. Look outside. You can see the, all the people that don't have it. And it cries out. What does it cry? It cries, uh, it cries against foolishness. And it cries for you to get it. And God has it crying in your life. God has a crying when you, when you come across a foolish child. You'll feel the difference. You'll see the difference between a, a child that was raised right in the Lord and a child that was neglected and is a, just a fool. And there's no fool like an old fool. You'll, you'll, uh, when, you're, when you're out in the world working with uh, different people, you see, man, it's, what's up with this person? Foolishness. When does foolishness ever leave? It doesn't. Unless you get wisdom. If you're little or, or a child, your parents could help drive it out of you. But driving it, just spanking a child, will not do it alone. You've got to instill in that child instruction to replace it. Foolish, right of a correction will drive it far from them. But you have to instill in them uh, instruction as well to replace it with something. Else it will just come back. She standeth in the top of high places. Now, this is wisdom crying out. This is no longer that woman in seven. This is wisdom crying out. She stands. So you can either go the way of the woman, the flesh, uh, your sin, the world, or you can start following this voice. Amen? You start following the voice of wisdom. So the young man void of wisdom in chapter seven was attracted to the voice of the strange woman. You either have an attraction to uh, what's wrong or an attraction to what's right. Amen? Get the right attractions. What you see is what your heart is after. Okay? I'm going to give an illustration real quick. Everybody stand. <laughs> Everybody stand. Now, I mean, if you have health issues, whatever, you can sit down. All right. Everybody stand up. Good, good. Okay, you guys are going to feel an urge to sit down. You know why? Because you're waiting to sit down. And you have a seat right near you. I have no urge to sit down. Because I'm not trying to sit down. And I don't have any seat behind me. But you're gonna, your feet are going to get restless. All right? You're going to, oh my goodness, how long are we going to stand for? You know, I've been standing this whole time and I've never even thought about it. But in your mind right now, you're going to be thinking about, I need to sit down. I got leg cramps. I got, right? Why? Because in your mind, you know you already want to sit down. Okay? Does anybody feel that? I need to, how am I going to, okay, I'll let you stand for a little bit more. And, uh, but uh, you'll, see, you'll see what I mean. You're going to want to sit down. 
How long, maybe we're standing in long, long prayer. Somebody's praying long, right? And we're like, oh, how long are we going to stand for? You know? Uh, you'll get that. Why? Because in your heart, is, you already want to sit down. And you've prepped yourself. You're sitting or you're standing right by a seat. Do you see the difference there is all, it's only in your heart. Why we fall is not because we're weak or we have these strange addictions or we're uh, uh, more vulnerable than others. No, it's how you are thinking and how you are setting yourself up for the fall. And you struggle more because you're flirting with different things. You struggle more and uh, you are focused on, on more flaws and faults maybe because you're digging into different things. You have more fears because you are setting yourself up or watching uh, or listening to different voices. And all that you surround yourself with is causing you to move according to how they want you. And you're thinking right now, okay, what am I going to sit down, right? Well, this is where you're at in your life. What I'm trying to say is put yourself somewhere else. Walk with wise. Get closer to God. Change your desires. Ask God to give me, give me the desires of my heart. Uh, Lord, the right desires. Why do I struggle watching this? Well, it's because you want to. You don't really struggle. God gives you grace like everybody else. But it's where you're at. I don't think, I'm, I have not thought about one time about sitting down when I was up here. But the difference is, I'm up here and you're down there. But when we have a guest speaker, I'm like, oh my goodness, how long am I going to stand you know? Why? Because I want to sit down. So when I'm down there, that's what's in my mind. What I'm trying to tell you is get up here. Get somewhere else than where you are now. Whatever you're struggling with, change your life around. Whatever you got to do. If you want wisdom, get it. Oh, you can be seated. If you want wisdom, get it. All right? Wisdom cries. Understanding puts forth her voice. Hear it. Listen to it. It'll change your life. A wise woman builds her house, but a foolish plucketh it down with her own hands, with her hands. A foolish woman plucks it down. A wise woman builds her house. Her house is not just the, it's not the, the physical house. House is her husband. A wise woman uses her husband for her greatest, for the home's greatest advantage and his uh, ultimate um, potential. Brings out the best in a man. I've seen many women degrade their husband, tear down their husband. Why? Foolishness. A wise woman will build him up. Why? Because in the husband lies Strength, uh, more prosperity. I can get the man moving. Maybe I'll get a new pair of shoes. You know, in, in the husband's heart is to buy his wife the shoes. Buy, you know? But I, it's not just about the physical things, but it's about, wow. Well, I'm, I get happy when I get to buy my wife things. It makes me happy. So if I get to work more, to buy my wife things more, I'm happier more. Well, if she can inspire me to do more, 
she'll get more. Because inside of me is already the desire to do those things for her. Right? A wise woman's going to build. She's going to build her kids, her home. She builds her home. A foolish woman, though, plucks it down with her hands. Brick by brick. Attitude by attitude. Personality by personality. Just tears, tears down the home. We need wisdom today. Maybe you grew up in a bad home. Maybe you, had a, 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 you didn't have a, too much wisdom growing up or been around wisdom. That will carry on to you. You say, well, man, my mom was always screaming and tearing down the house. and Well, that carried on to you as well. Why? Because a companion of fools shall be destroyed. When, you walk, when you're around wise, you'll get wisdom. When you're around fools, uh, you will also uh, become foolish or do foolish things. But wisdom does cry out. Verse 4, unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom. Ye fools, be of an understanding heart. That means there's hope for everybody. It's never too late. Here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. Chapter 8, verse 7, for my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. There will come a time in your life where you will have to decide God or money, God or prosperity, wisdom or prosperity. That's one of the greatest trials. And we've gone through that in the, in the first seven chapters where it'll, it'll, God, God's trying to prep you uh, to retain wisdom, to, get, to receive wisdom. All right? And that's why he sets you up. And also we just read in chapter 7, uh, the, the great temptations of your life. Because the, devil's, uh, the devil wants to take you out early, knowing that you're almost there. And don't give up. So you keep on going. And I promise you, for wisdom, verse 11, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. What is prudence? What is prudence? Prudence differs a little bit um, from wisdom. Prudence, though, is almost like wisdom. Wisdom is the exercise of sound judgment in making one live right, making one prosper, making one happy, and avoiding all evil. Prudence, though, has an idea that it adds a cautiousness to it. All right. Um, I, I go deer hunting. Is that okay? Right. I go deer hunting. And uh, when I'm out in the woods, I, had a, I went last week and I had a chipmunk round right on my arm. It ran right on my arm. <laughs> uh, sometimes I, I, I'm, I just love, I love being out in the woods. I'll go in that woods uh, 
five in the morning till seven a.m. I'm I'm always out early, uh, out of the woods. But I'll just be thanking the Lord. Lord, thank you for all you created. And, um, but I'll tell you this: when a deer, a deer doesn't just run around the woods. They have prudence. They're very cautious. They smell something's off. It's almost like street smarts. You know? Sometimes people that have been fooled too many times are like, nah, don't trust that guy. Ah, don't, don't go there, all right? There's this cautiousness involved. But you'll be able to see that in everything. Nobody will be able to get over on you, especially the devil. You'll be able to see. Wisdom opens your eyes and makes you alert to all the dangers as well. And prudence gives you that cautiousness as you move around in life. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And I find out knowledge of witty inventions. Those inventions are always against you, to hurt you, to bring you down. But you'll be able to see that. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way. And the froward mouth do I hate. We went over that. Froward, what's froward mean? Froward is very quick uh, to complain. Very quick to complain. Come on, guys, we're going, uh, we're going to the store. <sighs> I don't want to go to the store. Come on, guys. Uh, you know, you'll hear it. Uh, very quick. Your mind is loose. It's, you don't have, your, your thoughts are not captive. Uh, you're, you're, it's, it's given over to just whatever the, the wind, wherever the wind takes it. All right? That's a forward mouth. Verse 18, riches and honor are with me. We're going to close. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. So you can obtain riches and not have wisdom. But you can't obtain wisdom without having riches. Because they go with it. You'll prosper. You'll prosper in every way. They go hand in hand. You can get riches, but not have wisdom. But you can't get wisdom without and not have riches. You will. They go with it, the Bible says. They're with it. Riches and honor are with me. I know some rich people, and they are not honorable. Conniving, thieves, liars. But with, when you have wisdom, riches and honor. You'll be respected. When you speak, people listen. You don't have to be strong, pretty. Wisdom supersedes everything. Wisdom is a light in itself, especially in this world today. Then it goes to describe wisdom. 
when there were no, um, or verse 22, I'm sorry, we're going to close. Uh, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting. God established wisdom. All right, verse 25, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. So before God created the earth, uh, before he created it, he brought out wisdom. God created wisdom, or brought out wisdom, or wisdom was, he, he just had wisdom. All right? Uh, but he, he established it for us to obtain. And then he used the wisdom. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the mountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea the decree, and the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always with him, or before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of the earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. Now therefore hearken unto me, O your children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction, and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates." Waiting at the post of my doors, for whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. We choose, you choose, choose wisdom, choose the right way, choose the ways of God. Choose to seek wisdom, obtain it. And with that comes everything. Don't leave God, don't leave your pursuit for the ways of the Lord to obtain wisdom for any of these things, for the pleasures of this world, for uh, uh, riches of this world. With wisdom comes everything, all, yet it's pure. You will be happy. You will be pleased. You'll have pleasure. It, 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 there are pleasures in the ways of God. Sinful pleasures? No. Opposite. The right pleasures. Amen. I hope this was a blessing to you. Uh, next week, chapter 9. And then uh, we're going to actually get into the Proverbs starting in chapter 10. Amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Proverbs that you've given to us. May you open our eyes uh, to, the, to these things and to, uh, Lord, um, our own lives to see where we're at. Help us never to give up, Lord, or walk with you for anything. May we seek you. And, Lord, may we seek wisdom. We lack wisdom. We all do. Uh, and I pray, Lord, that you would grant it to us. May we... Search for you with all of our heart. Thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Everybody notice the lights outside? Yeah, amen. Yeah, we put the lights on. Hope, uh, amen. Yeah. Good.